there's no closure. You can't hear, you can't hear what we've had to hear about our girls, like, you know, and get past that. There's no, there's no therapist in the world. Trust me. Durham's hooked me up with a couple of the best and, uh, you know, there's no getting past that. It's certainly not closure, but healing a new way of life. We have to carry the most heinous thing you've ever experienced in your life as your truth. And you have to rebuild, but you have to rebuild differently. Like, Again, the whole trajectory of our lives have been changed by one chance meeting with a man, a monster. Um, I want to heal, and I want our girls to rest. It's time for them to rest. Enough. You know, there will never be real closure for these families, neither of them. And I think we could argue even today that one of these families didn't fully get justice. But Adam Strong will go to jail for life. He's guilty a first-degree murder for killing 18-year-old Rory Hache, but got just manslaughter for killing 19-year-old Candace Fitzpatrick. And he'll likely never see freedom again. Without question, I think the Fitzpatrick family may feel like their justice has been denied. And if you don't know the background of this uh, case, I'm gonna, I'll spare you a lot of the grim details. But Strong murdered both of these young women. It happened a decade apart. Rory was just 18. She was pregnant when she went missing, and uh, her partial remains would be found in a lake in 2017 by a, a boy and his grandfather fishing, and it would be a plumber who would end up finding her remains at the killer's apartment. And then it was while collecting evidence at Strong's apartment that a tip would come in from Rory's godmother, and that's where they would find the DNA of Candace, who had gone missing in 2008. Sadly, her remains have never been found. Krisha Mildik is the godmother to Rory, and uh, I thank you so much for joining me tonight because I know today and the last uh, certainly a few months and years have been extraordinarily uh, difficult for you, but you are a big reason that, that these this case and these cases were solved. That's accolades of credit. I'm not sure that I deserve, um, but uh, it I definitely did put my best effort forward in... Um, trying to bring some sort of justice to both of our girls. Yeah. There's nothing really that can, uh, it, it's hard to put this case in context because the evil is just that grave uh, of what this person did to these young women. And, and Rory was really just starting out in life. Um, tell mm. us about her. Oh, our sweet Rory. I know that um, in court, uh, you know, Adam has made a defense for himself at the cost of Rory's reputation. Um, but, you know, because all teenagers um, go through angst and uh, some tend to, you know, let go of their parents' hand or they, you know, sneak out the, the house or whatever they do. Um, I, I guess where I'm going with this is, before a year before this had happened in Rory's life, she was all about rebuilding her life as well. Um, she went back to school. She got herself an apartment. Um, you know, those are things that she did not under um, the use of drugs. Uh, you know, the last year of her life is not indicative of all the great that makes up Rory. She loved animals. She was beautiful. She had the, the, the largest heart. She cared for anything and everyone. Um, she really did see the good and even the bad. She was uh, a very trusting young lady, very beautiful, yeah. very inspiring. 
Both of these young women, including Candace, were vulnerable to a degree and obviously very trusting, but they managed to come into contact with the very most evil of people who who somehow made himself a part of the community. And, and I guess they felt they could trust him. Um, you know, now that you have a some finality to this uh, today, does it give you any sense of relief? No, I've been asked this question quite a bit today. And you know, um, I'm very, I'm trying to reconcile everything. Of course, I'm sitting today and I'm marinating in everything that has taken place in the last three and a half years. Um, and again, like I said today, a chance meeting with a man changed the trajectory of our girl's life, but all of ours as well. Um, you know, he's a predator. So at the end of the day, you know, his behavior in terms of, you know, being the nice guy, he's a very manipulative guy today, you know, he's a cocky, manipulative man. And there's no doubt in my mind that he had a way, um, you can tell by some of the testimony that the other witnesses had given that, uh, he was an embraceful guy. He blended well, um, came across as having this heart and, you know, I can't help but think that our girls entrusted somehow, um, something that he had on offer, whether that's to come over and have a fire or, you know, what's been put out there is obviously for sex or drugs or I'm not sure. I mean, we won't ever know because we don't know. Yeah. And, and there's no such thing as closure. I mean, it's a real cliche that nope. we hear so often, but there, there is no such thing uh, there for is families no like yours. And so moving forward, you know, the legacy of these two young girls, um, what what would that be uh, for you? Well, I think the first order of business will be healing. Uh, again, like I repeat, there is no closure in this. There's just healing. Um, we have to learn how to carry this because it's a part of our life now. Um, and it's heavy. It's a very, very heavy um tragedy to take with you because uh, we can't unhear what we've heard and the visuals, all of it, it, it just, it, it becomes our makeup. Me personally, I've done a lot of community work because that's the type of girl that Rory was as well. And it's, and of course myself, but I do it in honor of these girls because they didn't die in vain. You know, um, they had their whole lives to right the wrongs. They had, you know, teenage angst, you know, doing whatever they do. And unfortunately, yes, drug use. And, um, but they had their whole lives ahead of them to rectify any wrongs. And that chance was taken from them. So I would like to give back to the community, do good things in their name and their honor and, you know, remind the community that we live in <clears throat> that this can happen. And, and that is going to be the biggest thing that I advocate for is community awareness. It's awareness now because that's all that's left. I thank you so much um, for joining me, Krisha, because I know it's been a, an incredibly difficult day. And um, and I hope that you can find some peace along the way as you continue this journey. And uh, I thank oh, you very thank much. You. I thank you for having me. That is uh, Krisha Mildik. And um, again, you know, when you go through these processes, certainly in the court system, um, the, these victims, um, they're very, very much left on their own. Um, you know, the TV will go away, the radios will go away, the headlines will go away, and they're left to sit in their grief for a, a, a lifetime. And um, nothing will bring them closure. So it's uh, it's pretty incredible um, what they've been through. So thoughts to them tonight.